of Dynasty After Dark, recapping week three of the ERI Dynasty League. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. And yeah, it is heating up in the ERI Dynasty League. Uh, Last week, I was not so hot on my predictions. Once again, thought that Ken would be a cakewalk and it was not the case. So after a fun weekend of NFL football, you know, it was a uh, very weird and exciting weekend for real football for fantasy it kind of sucked there was a lot of injuries there was a lot of unpredictability that kind of overtook fantasy in a lot of leagues but you know that is what you get sometimes so let's go right into the recap and man I just got murdered by Ken uh he is uh air quote rebuilding aka tanking and uh, it's not looking too hot when he is now higher than me as a tanking team. So uh, it was not great. My highest scorers were just Keenan Allen and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Daniel Jones. When Daniel Jones is only getting 16.5 points and Matt Stafford is getting 30 and James Robinson is getting 25, I am just getting absolutely slaughtered in this matchup. So yeah, it is uh, it is not going well. My biggest problem is my two air quote, safest players, the guys that are supposed to have the highest floor out of my whole team, Allen Robinson and uh, Robert Woods, are just very much uh, living with the mole people right now, and they're basically living in the core of the earth because they have no floor. They are murdering me each and every week, so that's been fun, but uh, hopefully we got some better days ahead. 0-3 right now for myself, Ken is now 1-2. We'll see if we can uh, fix that up as we go along. I'm in 10th place. That is great. Even Braden's beating me. Goodness, this is not going well for my uh, for my compete year this year. But, you know, there's 17 weeks, so we got an extra week to try and turn it around. And uh, as soon as we start to get to these waiver weeks here, you guys better watch out. Because as one of the deeper teams, unless I'm hitting Ryan or Dan on the bye weeks, I should have a decent chance against most teams. So... We'll see if I can start to pile together some wins here, but it has been a very disappointing start to the season, and uh, maybe maybe I should stop uh, underselling my opponents and start calling every every game the fight of my life, and maybe I'll get some uh, get some positive luck going my way. All right, in the second matchup from last week, we had Eric versus Braden. I thought this one was going to be a little bit closer uh, than it ultimately ended up being. Braden uh, got just destroyed by Eric. Uh, I mean, Eric had Mike Williams and Josh Allen just go off in this game, Brandon Cooks. It was just kind of a a masterful performance by Eric's team here. And yeah, he was the overall highest point scorer on the week. So yeah, Braden really didn't stand much of a chance, but good job to Eric going to 2-1. Braden joins me at the winless club at 0-3 here at the bottom. And yeah, it is just not going well for either of our teams. Braden was actually in playoffs last year, so was I. But Braden was top four last year, so this is not what you'd call an ideal start for either one of us. Now, the third matchup, Keelan versus Rick. This was a, a battle of the undefeateds, I believe, going into the, No, Rick was 1-1. One one. Keelan was undefeated at 2-0. and oh, And yeah, Keelan is no longer undefeated. These guys are not tied, both at 2-1. and one. Rick pulled out the win. It was a narrow win, but real, Rick still outperformed myself, so... 
I can't give him any crap. You know, if I would have gotten Keelan this week compared to last week, maybe I'd be, uh, I'd have a win under my belt, but you know, Keelan had to blow up on my week when I played him and just really underperform against Rick. So, yep, fantasy's fun sometimes. So, congrats to Rick. He is, uh, he's making a push. Uh, I'll give him credit. He is, he went all in for this season, supposedly. So, we'll see if he can make it to the playoffs this year. But right now, at two and one, he's, he's looking pretty good. So, we'll see how well he can continue that wave going towards the later playoffs this year. Uh, Dan versus James. This was the battle of the undefeateds. Both teams coming in, and man, this was close. Even with a battered Christian McCaffrey in that game, Tyreek Hill getting completely game managed out of the game, Dan kept it very close. Only lost by three points. Congrats to James. He pulled out the win. He is now three and zero. There's only two three and zero teams, and he is one of them. So congrats to James on that one. Uh, anybody that can beat Dan is is uh, the is doing pretty good in my book. So I'm going to root for James every single time in that matchup. And unfortunately, in our last matchup, it was pretty close again, just like the uh, just like the the James Dan matchup. But Jim was not able to get the win over Ryan, letting Ryan be the other three and O team. Devonte Adams, uh, DJ Moore, Derrick Henry. All had pretty solid weeks. I thought Jim had it, but Ryan was the number two point scorer and just barely behind Eric this week. And Jim was right behind him. So, man, if Jim had played pretty much anybody else, he probably would have gotten a win. But Jim joins me and Braden at the bottom of the pack at 0-3. It's pretty crazy that there's still three teams that are not rebuilding. They were all playoff teams last year that are all 0-3 right now. So, Man, this is a very competitive league, so I got to tip my hat to all you guys, keeping it interesting at least. So hopefully one of these years I'll be able to get my name on that on that trophy that's sitting in Ryan's office right now. But you know, trying to get my name on there instead of Dan or Ryan or Dan or Ryan. But you know, it's not looking very promising right now. So we'll see if we can turn it around. But it's been a fun year so far, and we'll see how it kind of continues to shake out here in the weeks coming up. Now that leaves us with our standings. Ryan is number one. He is 3-0, undefeated. He's got the most points for, I think, of everybody in the league. Yep, uh, he is number one. Eric is number two in points, and not by a very large margin, but they are all just completely smashing me, myself, personally. I actually have Ken beat, but, you know, when I lose to him in the one week when I do play him, that's not a great sign. So, yeah, we'll see if... uh, We'll see how this continues to shake out. But number two right now is James. He is the other undefeated team. Eric at number three. Dan at number four. Dan, the great and mighty, is tumbling down the board. You know, maybe we're going to see a rematch this year of Eric and Ryan in the finals. And maybe we'll get a different outcome where Eric is the uh, the ultimate winner in that one. But we'll see. There's a long season ahead. Run, uh, Rick is in number five. Keelan is in number six. Both of those guys are also two and one. There's four teams now at two and one. Ken is the only one and two team in the entire league. And then me, uh, myself, Braden, and Jim in reverse order are the bottom three, all un- with zero wins, all completely defeated, <laughs> 0 and three. And uh, yeah, Jim is looking pretty good. His team is. He's fifth in points scored right now, but yeah, his team is is definitely on fire right now. So 
If I can just get a single, you know, good game out of Allen Robinson or Robert Woods, maybe I'd have a win. But no, can't ask for that. Now, can I? All right, now this week on the waiver wire was a pretty slow week. Uh, I did end up getting the Chargers defense back, kind of swapped them last week for the Panthers, uh, dropped the Eagles defense. So if you guys are, Rick, I know you need another defense. Eagles are out there, so go ahead and go jump on them. Um, And Rick actually added the Bengals defense this this week and dropped Mark Ingram. So, uh, I mean, he's up to like, I think nine defenses now, maybe maybe eight. I, I can't I can't keep track, but uh, if you want a ninth one, Rick, the Eagles are now out there for you to go grab. Uh, Hunter Renfro also went to Rick, which was a pretty good add, I think, for his team. He needs some definite help at wide receiver, and uh, he dropped the Jarquez Patrick, the running back that was never going to be anything ever because I mean he was on the he was on the Bengals practice squad. What are we doing here, people? Um, now I also, no, sorry, Keelan added Tyler Conklin, which was a pretty good ad for him. I might add, uh, he definitely needs some, some tight end help. His tight ends are not really performing too well. Conklin has looked pretty good this year and he dropped the 155 pound man Tutu Atwell. So kind of quiet waivers this week, but I, I do like the ads that, uh, Rick and, and Keelan made to get those guys on their squad. Definitely helping and it helps when it's a 10-man league with a little bit shallower of a roster that there are some guys on the waiver every single week. I mean, it's not anything exciting, usually. There's no no superstar out there, but there are some guys that are, you know, valuable for teams. So uh, I, I will see how the waivers keep going, but it was a pretty quiet week for most of the teams this week. Now, we are going to go into the week four matchups and kind of give my my estimation on who I think is going to win but yeah it's not looking too good for myself and I'll just kick it off with that I am going up against Dan this week and yeah that's uh that's great Dan pretty much always just beats me every time I play him in season and in the playoffs so him and Ryan just they they just have my number I don't know what it is um I mean I know they have really good teams so that helps but they also just get really lucky when they play me. It seems like this year everybody's getting really lucky against me, having blow-up weeks. I mean, geez, Ken had his best scoring week against me on a full tank team. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough season, I'm not going to lie. So this is now the battle of my life. You know, I'm 0-3. I'm trying to get the first win on the board. Can I do it this week? And looking at it, already I'm projected as the pretty heavy underdog 15 points. That's a whole player, basically. So that's not looking too promising. But quarterback, we got Russell Wilson against San Francisco. And then we got, I have Ryan Tannehill against the Jets. I really like Tannehill, but I'm kind of nervous about him now that we know that Julio and A.J. Brown are both going to be out. This might be a Derrick Henry game because the Jets are not very good against the run. They're not a very good defense in general. So it might just be a Derrick Henry game, which means Ryan Tannehill might not do much at all. So that kind of makes me a little nervous. And Wilson against San Francisco, I mean, it's a divisional matchup, and he kind of always plays well. And San Francisco, I think their defense is a little overrated personally. I think they're they're not as good as most people make them out to be. So definitely give the edge to Russell Wilson. I might ultimately switch in uh, Daniel Jones for Ryan Tannehill. Daniel Jones is going against New Orleans, though, which is not too exciting, but yeah, 
I don't know. They might have to play catch up. They can't run on New Orleans, so it's going to be tough. Maybe they use Daniel Jones as kind of some bootlegs and get him out in space, but yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how they use him and who I ultimately go with, but it's definitely between one of those two guys. Now, running backs, he's got Jonathan Taylor and Ezekiel Elliott. Jonathan Taylor against Miami, Zeke against Carolina. Carolina's defense has been pretty good so far this season. Their run defense has been very good. I don't think we're going to see a repeat from this last Monday. So it's a shorter week for Zeke, which is helpful for me. And I don't think we're going to see that again either. And Miami's been very good against the the uh, opposing running backs this year. So I, I do like that for both of his in this matchup. Then I got Dalvin Cook against Cleveland. Again, a very good run blocking defense, but Dalvin Cook almost played last week. He'll be fully healthy, I'm guessing. I mean, 90% healthy, good enough to go. And I mean, all you got to do is listen to what Mike Zimmer says about Dalvin Cook, how everything in the offense runs through him. I know Kirk Cousins has been balling out, but yeah, Dalvin Cook is uh, is pretty much the centerpiece of that offense. So I think that he's going to have a ton of work, and as long as he can stay healthy, he'll be just fine in that matchup. And then we got DeAndre Swift against Chicago. Chicago has been just ass across the board. I mean, their offense has been bad. Their defense has been above average, but bad for what most people had it ranked going into the season. And DeAndre Swift, I think, is going to get a about 15 targets like usual in this game. So I'm loving that. So I probably give the edge to my running backs in this matchup. But I think that it could be very close. Jonathan Taylor is nobody to sleep on. And Zeke is definitely, we saw last week why Zeke is Zeke. So um, definitely give the advantage to myself, but it's very close. Now, wide receivers. Man, Stephon Diggs, he, Dan has Stephon Diggs going against Houston. I mean, it's a very, very good matchup. And he's also got Tyreek Hill against Philly. Tyreek has had two good, two bad games. He's been game scripted out two games in a row. Stephon Diggs has been very underwhelming all season, uh, but I don't know if I can count on that to continue. And knowing my luck, both of these guys are probably about to put up 40 points against me this week. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure these two are about to go off, and I'm not looking forward to that. Now, my wide receivers are CeeDee Lamb against Carolina. CeeDee has been very efficient. Uh, he's not been the monster that most people kind of thought he would be this year. But he's been good. He's I can't complain about where he's ranked. Uh, he's he's doing just enough to to be good. But um, I need some more like win my week performances from Ceedee Lamb to have a chance in this matchup. And then the other guy is Keenan Allen going against Las Vegas. And Keenan Allen's been a stud. He's been a PPR machine. Justin Herbert is slinging the ball left, right, and center. And him and Mike Williams are just feasting in this offense. So. I love that, you know, Las Vegas is not a defense to be terrified of. So I definitely give the advantage to Keenan Allen over someone like uh, Stephon Diggs. But I think Tyreek is about to just destroy my soul and I give him the advantage over CeeDee Lamb. So ultimately, I think I give Dan the advantage there at the uh, wide receiver position, but maybe I can keep it close. We'll see. Now, tight end, uh, I think... Mike Gusecki versus Indy, that's what Dan's running out there. If he gets used like he did last week, I mean, I have no chance here. So uh, I got Dallas Goddard going against Kansas City, and I, I'm sitting I'm sitting Kyle Pitts. I know this is probably not the week to do it. He's probably going to go off for like two touchdowns finally, but 
Yeah, I think I got to pull Kyle Pitts, let him just get this his feet underneath him a little bit as a rookie. This Atlanta offense has just been absolutely terrible, and I don't think Washington is the team that they're going to turn it all around on, so not looking forward to that too much. So I, I think Kyle Pitts can have a very good week, but I think uh, Dallas Goddard against Kansas City, they're going to need to play catch-up, and Jalen Hurts likes to go to Dallas Goddard. We saw that last week. He is very good. He's very efficient. So I think that Dallas Goddard can have a very big week. I, it wouldn't shock me if he has like six catches for 105 yards and a touchdown or something like that, which is more than enough in this matchup. So I think it's ultimately going to be close, but probably give the slight edge to Dallas Goddard uh, just based on the matchup. Now the flex, I think that I'm getting absolutely slaughtered here, but I am actually going to be starting Tim Patrick and Robert Woods. Robert Woods, I mean, I don't know who my last one is going to be. Robert Woods has absolutely killed me this year, and there's no sign of it slowing down. I mean, he's got Cooper Cup in his flex spot. (laughs) I mean, he's got the number one wide receiver on the year in his flex. Both of these guys on the same team, it would just take a miracle. Cooper Cup would have to get injured or double teamed in this matchup for Robert Woods to be the better option, and I just don't know if I can bank on that. So definite advantage to Cooper Cup there. And then he's got Justin Jefferson against my Tim Patrick. I think Tim Patrick might actually be a little sneaky here. Uh, They're going against Baltimore and KJ Hamler's down. Jerry Judy's down. And that just leaves them with Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Noah Fant as they're really pass catching options. And I guess you can throw in Melvin Gordon there. But I think Tim Patrick might have a very sneakily good week this week. So uh, I'm kind of banking on that you know, as the upside play there. And he's got Justin Jefferson against Cleveland. We'll see what Cleveland can do. They shut down the the Chicago receivers last week. But yeah, ultimately, I think with all these these players combined, Dan definitely has the advantage here. Maybe it's a little closer than what the projections say, but yeah, I'm going to definitely need some performances from my guys to even have a chance in this matchup. Again, I'm fighting for my life out here, so... We'll see if they can they can uh, throw me a lifeline or if I'm just going to drown here in the uh, the pit of misery that is my team right now. Now, the second matchup is uh, Eric versus Keelan. Both teams are 2-1. and one. Eric is absolutely killing everybody in points so far on the season. And I think one unfortunate matchup against, like, Ryan, I think it was. I don't remember. Dan, maybe. Um and he would be 3-0 as well. So I think the the definite projection advantage goes to Eric here. Now, individually, we got Tom Brady for Keelan versus Josh Allen against Houston. Uh, Tom Brady against New England. I think New England's going to give Tom Brady a little bit of a headache. Uh, it's his old team. You know, he's coming back to New England. He's coming back to Foxborough. But Bill Belichick is going to scheme against Tom. He knows his weaknesses. I think it's going to I think the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to win this game pretty handily, but I think that Tom just might struggle a little bit in this matchup. Now, Josh Allen against Houston, I mean, yeah, definitely give the advantage to Josh Allen in this matchup. Um running back wise, we got Chris Carson and Mike Davis for Keelan going against Josh Jacobs and Antonio Gibson for Eric. Uh Chris Carson against San Francisco. They're a pretty good run defense. Their defense as a whole is kind of overrated in my opinion, but their run defense is is above notch. 
And then uh, Mike Davis isn't even the RB1 for his team. Cordero Patterson probably is, so that's not looking too good for him. And he's going against Washington, who have been pretty good against the run. Now Washington is going against Atlanta. Antonio Gibson is going against Atlanta. And uh, Josh Jacobs, if he plays, is going against the Chargers. Chargers have been above average against the the uh, the run. They're a pretty solid defense. Uh, and Josh Jacobs might not be fully healthy. And if he's not, and he's not getting in the end zone, it could definitely be a liability for him. But Antonio Gibson, I think, single-handedly carries Eric's running back core to be above Keelan's in this matchup. Antonio Gibson, I'm, I am going to be shocked if he does not go off this week in this matchup. Now, wide receiver, Keelan has Terry McLaurin and Tyler Lockett going against uh, Terry McLaurin against Atlanta, Tyler Lockett against San Francisco. I think Lockett could be just another blow-up week this week. I know last week it was kind of the DK Metcalf show, but Tyler Lockett, I think he's going to he's gonna explode this week in this matchup. And then uh, Terry McLaurin against Atlanta, again, soft defense. That might alone right there just be enough. Uh, Tyler Taylor? Tyler Heineke, whatever his name is. He loved to hyper-target Terry McLaurin last week, so we'll see if that continues, but it was very good usage last week. Now we got Amari Cooper for Eric and Brandon Cooks. Amari against Carolina, above average defense so far this year, and then Brandon Cooks against Buffalo, who have been playing out of their minds this year. Uh, Buffalo is going against the rookie quarterback, um, Davis Mills, and I think that this is going to be a little bit of a slaughter. The 20 points that Brandon Cooks got last week I think is not on the table this week. I think that Brandon Cooks might get absolutely just shut down because that defensive front for Buffalo is going to have its way with Houston in this matchup and the rookies. So um, I definitely give the advantage, I think, to Keelan's wide receivers overall. Uh, Amari Cooper still being banged up. The matchup Houston against Buffalo just makes it tough on Brandon Cooks. So I think that I give the advantage there to Keelan's wide receivers. All right, now tight end, we got Darren Waller for Eric, and we got Tyler Conklin for Keelan. I'm not even going to spend too much time on this one. Darren Waller is the tight end number three. He's just absolutely killing it every single week. You can't really complain too much about him. Definitely have the clear advantage. They're going to need him in this game against the Chargers. So, yeah, Darren Waller, definite advantage there. And he's a pretty big advantage in this matchup. Now, we got for the flex, we got Julio Jones, who might not play, and Henry Ruggs for Keelan. And if Julio doesn't play, we might see Antonio Brown get slotted in. He should be back this week. Um, Otherwise, it might be a little tough. For Keelan, maybe you'll see Rondale Moore get slotted in there, but it's not looking too good to have those two young guys in this matchup. Henry Ruggs, uh, I mean, I don't know what to think about Henry Ruggs. He's shown a couple good games, but then he's been kind of inconsistent in the game as well. So, yeah, not looking forward to that too much against this Chargers defense who have been very much, uh, they've been very good this year. They've been above average. I think they're on the way up, and I think Brandon Staley is going to have the the Coach of the Year honors already locked up. So I, I definitely think that their defense is on the upswing. Now, Eric has Sammy Watkins and Mike Williams. I mean, Mike Williams right there is probably enough to carry it. Mike Williams is the number two wide receiver on the year. He is absolutely on fire, uh, similar to Keenan Allen. You know, these two are just getting peppered with targets. So 
I think I give the advantage there to to Eric just based on him alone. Um, and he could even swap Sammy Watkins out for someone else. You know, he's got he's got Dan Arnold, Kenyon Drake, Brandon Ayuk. There's a lot of guys he, he could possibly throw in there. So definitely think I'm giving the flex to to Eric in this one. So I think that uh, it's definitely Eric's Eric's game to lose this week. But Keelan, like I said, he's feisty, man. He finds ways to win that you never expect. So we'll see if he can ultimately pull out the win. But I think it's definitely leaning towards Eric this week. All right, number three, we got Braden and Jim, the undefeated. Somebody is going to win a game this week. Uh, we'll see who it ultimately is. Somebody's going to remain undefeated or un- winless. Not undefeated. What am I saying? What am I even saying anymore? Um, but right now, the projections have Jim as the favorite. Now, we're breaking down their actual lineup. Uh, we got Joe Burrow against Jacksonville for Braden versus Justin Herbert versus the the Raiders um, for Jim. Yeah, I think I have to give it to Justin Herbert. I'm not that scared of Las Vegas, and Joe Burrow has not been that good so far this year. He definitely needs to get his legs back under him. He's still kind of recovering that health, and without T. Higgins, I think that it, he might struggle just a little bit in this game. So. Give the advantage there to Justin Herbert. He's just been balling out. Like I said, he hasn't got a ton of fantasy points so far, but it's because of that Cowboys matchup where they only had like one total offensive um, passing touchdown in that game. I think they had a defensive score in that game as well. Um, so yeah, Justin Herbert, they're they're still learning the new system. They're getting their legs underneath them, and I think that he's really starting to heat up this year. Now, running backs, this is where it gets a little bit more interesting. For Jim, we got Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara on paper. I mean, you got two top five dynasty running backs on paper, but neither one of them have been that good this year so far. And then for Braden, we got Austin Eckler, who is the RB5 right now, and Joe Mixon, who's RB14. Both of these guys have been outperforming their counterparts on Jim's team. On paper, you'd probably say Jim, but based on the matchups, Joe Mixon against Jacksonville, Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler against Las Vegas. Um, you got Kamara against the Giants, who've been a pretty good defense actually so far, and Barkley against New Orleans, who have been a very good run-stopping defense. I actually give the advantage here to Braden for both of the running backs. I think that they're going to have just a day over here. Now, wide receiver, I think Jim definitely gets Braden in this one. Um, Braden has Christian Kirk going against the Rams. And then Corey Davis going against Tennessee. And Jim has DK Metcalf again against San Francisco. And I think DK is someone who's going to be hard to stop in this matchup. And then Mike Evans going against New England. The question is, who is New England going to scheme out in this game? I said earlier, Tom Brady's probably going to struggle a little bit in this matchup. Bill Belichick has always been known for being able to remove your number one weapon. The problem with the Bucks is... Who is their number one? Is it Godwin? Is it is it Mike Evans? Are they going to shut down Gronk in this matchup? Who are they going to focus on shutting down? If they shut down Godwin, Mike Evans will eat, so it's going to be even better for him. If they shut down Mike Evans, it's going to be a long, long day for Mike Evans, and uh, it could swing this towards Braden and in his favor. But I actually think they're going to try and shut down Godwin personally, uh, just based on Bill Belichick's track record and his history. 
So I think Mike Evans is going to be a little bit more of the go-to in this game. So I think that this definitely gives an advantage to Jim in this matchup. So DK and Mike Evans, definitely pretty powerhouse duo there at wide receiver. Now, tight end, definitely give the advantage to to Braden in this one. We got Travis Kelsey against Philadelphia, and we got TJ Hawkinson for Jim against the Chicago Bears. Hawkinson is going to be close. I think this might be closer than it appears. Um, Hawkinson has been very good this year, but I mean, Kelsey has just been the number one guy. He's number one for the last five years. He's number one right now. There's just no signs of him slowing down. So yeah, just got to lean with Kelsey in this one, but I think Hawkinson might close that. It's not an egregious difference there at tight end. Flex. Now we got Chase Claypool for Jim and Cole Beasley. Claypool against Green Bay, Beasley against Houston. Um, I'm kind of terrified of Stephon Diggs going off against Houston. Hopefully it's not him. Hopefully it's still Emmanuel Sanders or Cole Beasley. But it's hard to say which one of these guys it's going to be. It could be any of them, but Cole Beasley should be just fine in this matchup. I mean, Houston, they they have a, a subpar defense, but Buffalo, they just never run the ball. So they run through the air, as people like to say, which means that Cole Beasley might have like eight or nine targets in this game. So uh, he could be just fine as a flex option in this matchup. Now for Braden, he's got Naeem Hines against Miami and Kareem Hunt against Minnesota. Kareem Hunt has been very good for the running back. He's number seven on the year so far. That's a little surprising. I didn't know he was doing that well, but Kareem Hunt is perfectly fine. Even with Nick Chubb there, it doesn't matter. Cleveland, they do like to run the ball and, uh, they don't run through the air. They like to establish it each and every week. So I think Kareem Hunt is going to be just fine against Minnesota, who have been a subpar defense this year. And uh, yeah, I think that ultimately it's a very close flex. I think I give the the edge to Kareem Hunt over Cole Beasley, but Chase Claypool over Naeem Hines. So I could see this one going 50-50 either way. So I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup. It's going to be very close. We'll see how it ultimately ends up playing out but um, one of these two teams will finally get a win and we'll see who that ultimately is after this weekend all right number four we got rick versus ken the only one and two team in ken going the uh, air quote rebuilding team not tanking right ken Uh, team in ken going against rick who is doing pretty well so far this year Uh, he's definitely turning around and really making an effort to compete and make a run for playoffs this year. So uh, Rick is definitely by far the clear advantage in this matchup. He's the projected leader, and I can see him ultimately taking this one. But yeah, when you get down to the quarterbacks, I mean, you got Matt Stafford against Arizona for Ken. I think I give him the advantage over Derek Carr versus the Chargers. Derek Carr is number five. He's, He's actually playing slightly better than Matt Stafford, but... Yeah, when when you talk about these two, I don't think anybody would be shocked if Derek Carr just ultimately falls off a cliff for fantasy wise. So I'm not holding my I'm not holding my breath for Derek Carr to be uh, the number five end of year ranking quarterback. So I think that I give the advantage there to Matt Stafford at the quarterback position. But that is probably one of the few advantages that Ken has in this matchup. And now when you get to the running backs, this is where Rick kind of takes the 
takes away with it. Um, he's got Najee Harris going against Green Bay and David Montgomery versus Detroit. I mean, shoot, Najee Harris had 19 targets last week as a running back. He was basically playing wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I could see that happening yet again. I mean, they're going against Green Bay, who has decent pass rushers, but they're going to be able to outscore the Pittsburgh defense. Green Bay is at home, so I think that they're going to need to play catch-up, and Deontay Johnson might be out again this week. So, yeah, they're going to need Najee Harris quite a bit. Dave Montgomery, same thing. They're going against Detroit, who has a decent defense, but nothing to write home about. Yeah, versus Ken's, <laughs> Ken's two running backs, Miles Gaskin and James Robinson. I can't laugh too much. James Robinson did whoop me just last week, so he can definitely do it again against Cincinnati. But yeah, Miles Gaskin has been very underwhelming so far. And when you compare him to, to Najee Harris, it's just not even close in my opinion. So definite advantage goes to Rick in the running back category. Wide receiver, I think that Ken could do well. Um, if you swapped it up, you could, if you swapped some of his, his flex with his wide receiver starters, you might see that, but we'll just compare the starters that he has in Jalen Rager and Nelson Aguilar for Ken versus Tyler Boyd and Calvin Ridley for Rick. Calvin Ridley has been very underwhelming so far. They're going against Washington, Washington. You've been able to throw on quite a bit this year, so I'm not too scared from that standpoint. But Tyler Boyd is where it gets kind of interesting. T. Higgins probably won't play against Jacksonville tomorrow night. So, yeah, I think that Tyler Boyd could be very sneakily very good this week. Um, Nelson Aguilar against Tampa Bay. (sighs) The problem is Mac Jones, right? Mac Jones has been good for football. He has not really screwed the Patriots so far, but he is so boring. That offense is so boring right now. They They just don't let him do anything. You know, they're just trying to protect him as a rookie and it's just not exciting. So it's hard to get amped up about Nelson Aguilar and and expect him to have a good week uh, just because Mac Jones is the quarterback right now. And I don't know if he's going to throw more than one or two touchdowns in this game. And it could be it could go to literally anybody. It could go to Nelson Aguilar. It could go to Kendrick Bourne. It could go to Hunter Henry, John U. Smith. There's no like favorite target either. So uh, that's the only problem with Nelson Aguilar. Jalen Rager, he's had one good week and two bad weeks. He's going against Kansas City, so maybe they'll utilize him there. But yeah, I think I'd definitely just give the advantage at wide receiver to Rick so far. Now, the other advantage I think that Ken has in this matchup is the tight end position. He's got Noah Fant going against Baltimore versus Rick's Logan Thomas going against Atlanta. Um <clears throat> Logan Thomas is very good. Atlanta's a very bad matchup. I really like Washington in this matchup, but I think that they're going to just be able to have their way with uh, with Atlanta up and down the field, that they're not going to need Logan Thomas as much. So uh, I think Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson are going to be the primary guys, and I just don't know if Logan Thomas is going to be that necessary. So I, I think Noah Fan is going to be more necessary because of the K.J. Hamler injury, the Jerry Judy injury. Uh, He's just more needed in the passing game. So definitely give the advantage there to Ken in that one. Now the flex, this is where, like I was saying, if you switched a couple of these guys with his starters, I think he might have a better chance. But Adam Thielen against Cleveland uh, and Jalen Waddell against Indy for Ken. 
And Waddle has looked very good as a rookie so far versus Marvin Jones going against Cincy and Jacoby Myers against Tampa Bay for Rick. I think I definitely give the advantage there to Ken based on Adam Thielen and Waddle based on what we saw last week with uh, Jacoby Brissett was very heavily used. So yeah, I think I give the advantage in the flex category to Ken, but I think it's going to be closer than what's what it appears to be, I guess. So yeah, I think Rick definitely has the advantage in this one. Ken can definitely put up a fight again in this matchup. I mean, we saw last week that he beat me. He put up a, a decent score. I mean, 135 points. It wasn't the 170 that Eric and Dan and, and Ryan have been pretty used to so far on the season. But, I mean, 130 is pretty solid in our league. So, um, yeah, I, I can't complain too much on that. I think that it's going to be closer than the stat sheet says, but Rick is definitely the favorite going into it. Now, that leads us to our last match. We already had the uh, the battle of the the winless with Braden and Jim. Now we have the battle of the undefeated in James and Ryan. James in back-to-back weeks is going against teams that uh, that have no no losses. I mean, last week he had Dan. This week he's got Ryan. It's a murderer's row for James right now. But you know he pulled it out last week. Hopefully he can pull it out again. You know, just got to root against. Ryan and Dan at every opportunity. I don't even care if I win. I just want to see them lose. But uh, it is not. It's not looking pretty on on the uh, on the projection sheet here. Uh, I got it pulled up. It's 161 to 123 for Ryan as the favorite. Now, when you look at the green lines on ESPN, it has the uh, who they project as the advantage in each position, right? And the only place where where James has the advantage is the quarterback in Patrick Mahomes over Kyler Murray. And I don't even know if that's true. I mean, Kyler Murray is going against the Rams, which are the best defense in the league, but he might have such a high rushing upside that it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going against Philly. I don't think that's too scary. I think they're going to be able to have their way with Philly wherever they want to. Um, I don't think they'll be able to run on Philly. So they're going to have to pass on Philly, and I don't think they're going to have any issues with that. So Mahomes might do it just based on touchdowns and yardage, but Kyler Murray might be able to just keep up based on the uh, the rushing baseline that he's going to have this week. So ESPN has the advantage for Mahomes, but I think it might be closer than uh, than what it's projecting for the week. Now, again, every other check mark goes to Ryan in this. But we got the running backs. We got Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry for Ryan. I mean, both of them are still healthy. There's no reason to think that they're not going to have good weeks. Chubb against Minnesota, Derrick Henry against the Jets. I mean, yeah, fire them up, especially Derrick Henry if uh, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are out. So, yeah, that's terrifying. Hopefully he just stays under 40 points this week. But James does, he has a couple fighters in this one. He's got Aaron Jones against Pitt. That's a little tougher. Pitt's been very good against the run, but Aaron Jones should be fine with his receiving upside. Then he's got Chuba Hubbard against Dallas. Chuba, kind of a sneaky start this week. We'll see if he can perform up to the Christian McCaffrey role, but I have my doubts. Um, he did pretty good last week, though. So uh, Chubb against Minnesota, or, or Chuba, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard against Dallas. 
it, it's going to be close. I think that Chuba might have the slight advantage in this one, but it'll we'll see. I, I think Nick Chubb, I would not be shocked if he has like 150 yards in this game. And Minnesota's defense has been that bad. So, yeah, definitely give the advantage there to Ryan in the running backs. Wide receivers, again, James has Chris Godwin and Jamar Chase. Chris Godwin going against New England, Jamar Chase against Jacksonville. It all depends who New England decides to shut down. Do they shut down Mike Evans? Do they shut down Gronk? Or do they shut down Godwin? You can't shut down all three, but they're going to shut down one of them for sure. I think it's going to be Godwin, so I think that this is going to be rough. But if they don't, if they go with Mike Evans, Godwin is going to have a day. So whichever one they don't shut down is going to have a very, very good day. I just don't know which one it's going to be. Jamar Chase against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense is absolutely awful, so not too concerned about that. Now, for Ryan, he's got Devontae Adams against Pitt, and then he's got DJ Moore against Dallas. On paper, I think this is pretty close, to be honest. Again, it all depends on Chris Godwin, what what they decide to do in New England. Um, Let's assume that they shut down Mike Evans. I think that I give the slight edge to James in this matchup because I think that the defenses that his two wide receivers are against are just slightly worse than Ryan's. Dallas has been a very above average defense, much better than people kind of thought they would be going into the season. Pittsburgh, their fronts four, front seven are monsters, but I mean, their cornerbacks are kind of the biggest weakness for this defense. Devontae Adams is going to be able to feast in this game. Um, hopefully again, he stays under 40 as well, but I think this, this is kind of a pick em. I, I would go 50, 50 in this one. It all depends on Godwin. If, if they shut him down, definitely Ryan. If they don't shut him down, I could go either way on it. Tight end. Uh, one of James's biggest weaknesses for his team so far has been his tight end position. Uh, he's got Cole Komet going against Detroit. Cole Komet, he's just not done anything really. I mean, the bears have no real incentive to use him they can't even get the wide receivers involved that's why Allen Robinson is murdering me but yeah Cole Komet's like the fifth option on this team and they just it's just not going well for Chicago so there's nothing to talk about there I mean he could throw an Evan Ingram against New Orleans but uh, Evan Ingram Mr. Drops a lot I mean it's just it's not exciting either way um so yeah it's just a definite weakness there at tight end I mean, we've got George Kittle or Gronk going for Ryan in this matchup against Seattle for Kittle or New England for Gronk. I'd probably just throw Kittle out there like he has it right now. And yeah, Kittle could definitely put up like 35 points again and be perfectly fine. So definitely an advantage to Ryan in that category. And the flex, this is where Ryan uh, definitely wins as well. He's got DeAndre Hopkins and Debo Samuel in his flex going against Hollywood Brown and James Washington for James. James Washington, he's the one that is, the problem for James is he's not deep enough just yet. The fact that he has to roll out James Washington this week because T. Higgins is possibly out, Deontay Johnson's out, Jamal Williams maybe would be a a good start there in the last flex spot. Um, But he's got no Michael Thomas yet, Robbie Anderson against Dallas. I mean, he's got a couple options, but... Yeah, when you got when you're starting DeAndre Hopkins as your your third flex, I mean you you're definitely flexing on your opponent in that one. So um can't complain too much there. Now Hopkins will be against Jalen Ramsey though, so that'll be kind of interesting. 
at least most people think he's going to be against uh, James Ramsey. Um, the thing with Hopkins is he doesn't move around the field. He only plays left side. So are they going to use Ramsey on him solely in this matchup, or are they going to try and move Ramsey around and just kind of double-team Hopkins and let Ramsey just shut down basically anybody else on this team? That's the thing to watch in this matchup, but I think Hopkins will be able to make enough splash plays that he's perfectly fine, um, and Debo has been a just a stud so far this year, so can't complain there. And, I mean, if he even wants to pull Debo, he's got freaking Odell on his on his bench. He's got Cortland Sutton. I mean, it's just, yeah, looking good for, for Ryan in this matchup. So, definite favorite for Ryan. It's going to be a, a David versus Goliath situation here. But hopefully, James, I'm pulling for you. I think most people are pulling for you. Hopefully you can get the win this week, and we'll see how it ultimately shakes out after week four. Who will remain undefeated and who will stay winless in this matchup? There's the potential for two teams to be winless after this week, myself and one of Braden or Jim. So we'll see who one of those two is guaranteed to be winless, but... We'll see if I am also the winless team. I'm betting my money that I probably will. Going against Dan. Dan's kind of hitting a little bit of a slump this year, but uh, definitely not counting him out whatsoever. Um, the <laughs> I lost the gimmies the last couple of weeks, so assuming that I can win against Dan is uh, is a fool's errand at this point. But yeah, we'll see how this week shakes out, and it's going to be a fun one. And this is where things are going to start heating up because in week five is where the first bye weeks start to kick in so we'll see how it ultimately shakes out but thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you guys next week